This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. I talked to a young man yesterday and I asked him, do you think labor is changing? And he said, no, it's not changing. Well, I guess if you've only been around five minutes, you wouldn't think it was changing. But if you've been around longer than that, you would have to see that it is changing. And for one reason, it's changing because it has to change. You just look, for example, at artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence may take 18% of all the jobs in the world, and it has to be fought. They have to figure out how they're going to fight it and what they're going to try to get instead of losing all those jobs, but the fight is on. You look at electric vehicles. They are retooling the auto industry, one of the basic industries in the whole world. One of the most important industries in the United States is being retooled. It only takes half as many workers to build an electric car as it does to build one with an internal combustion engine. They have to fight. They have to change because things are changing. Look at driverless cars and trucks. They're starting to hit the roads in California and some other places, and they're being developed everywhere. Driverless cars and trucks are going to put an awful lot of chauffeurs, an awful lot of truck drivers, a lot of taxi drivers out of work. We're fighting because we have to fight. Climate change. Climate change is killing work. Here in Dallas, where I live, we had a, a letter carrier named Eugene Gates Jr. who just died on somebody's lawn with his, little, with his little leather satchel over his shoulder where he was delivering the letters. He didn't get any water. He died. And the government of Texas is trying to keep people from uh, setting up rules that would make water uh, mandatory. The Chinese economy is growing as large or larger than the United States. This depends on whom you ask. BRICS, it's a, an international consortium of countries. BRICS is, let's see, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And I think they have 24 more countries trying to get in, knocking on the door. They are threatening the world economic order for one reason, because they want to trade in other kinds of currencies, specifically Chinese currencies, instead of dollars. Right now, everybody has to use dollars. But if BRICS gets its way, that may be changing and changing soon. We're facing the possibility of a nuclear war. We could have a nuclear war tomorrow, and uh, it's, it's quite likely. We have to fight. We're fighting because we have to fight. We are changing. Political polarity is unprecedented since the 1930s. I don't know that there's been any time since the 1930s when we've had the threat of fascism so large in the United States. And some people are saying that it's very, very, very close. Other people are saying that it's already here. Yeah, we're changing. We have to change. Labor is changing. Just for example, there's more organizing. There's more organizing and more of a different kind of organizing. They're picking up small units of nonprofits. They're picking up a few journalists here and a few journalists there. This past year, they organized the 
journalists at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and the Dallas Morning News, both the two biggest newspapers in North Texas where I live. We are also more popular than I have ever seen. This may be because we have a better outreach program going than we have ever had. Back a long time ago, the AF of LCIO had a monthly newspaper, and that was about it. Now we have social media, we have texting programs, we have all kinds of stuff all over the internet, and maybe that's why we're more popular. I think the reason we're more popular is because everything else is getting less popular. People are looking more and more to the union movement, but yeah, we're changing. Look at this, for example. If you've been around a little while, you know that we have here in North Texas the Young Active Labor Leaders. It's YALL, Y-A-L-L, Young Active Labor Leaders. We're organizing young people, not necessarily union members, just young activists are joining YALL. There's a guy that I had breakfast with yesterday, not the same one I was talking about a while ago. I had breakfast with another young man yesterday and he said that he's been out tabling. He just sits down at a table and asks people to come over and sign up. And they've signed up over 30 new members in the last two weeks. Signed up over 30 new members for the Young Active Labor Leaders. Another very important organization is the Alliance for Retired Americans. It didn't start until about 2001. It didn't start here in Texas until 2006. But we are organizing retirees part of the labor movement. You don't have to be a union member. All you have to do is be somebody who hopes to retire someday and wants to make sure that your retirement benefits are still there. We're organizing retirees and we're organizing youth. Yeah, we're changing. We have to. Solidarity is at an all-time high. I've never seen so many people showing up for somebody else's stuff. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we'll be out there at the airport. They've been getting hundreds of people at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport for their contract negotiations. And they're not just airline workers. Everybody else is showing up. A lot of them, as I said before, are not even union members. There's more fight going on, and there's more fight for union contracts going up. We have 160,000 actors on strike. We have uh, 10 or 11,000 writers on strike. We have another 10 or 11,000 uh, hotel employees. This is all in Los Angeles. That's just in one city all over the country. Big locals and little locals are fighting to get better contracts, which includes going on strike. I've seen more strikes this year, and I believe that there are more strikes this year than any time since 1946. So yeah, we're changing, and we've got better tactics. For example, in the UPS preparations, when they were getting ready for their contract negotiations, they did practice strikes. Have you ever seen a practice strike before? I hadn't, but they were doing practice strikes for UPS, and it was a very good tactic. Got a lot of publicity, and I'm sure the company saw that they were able to carry out a very effective strike with all their practice strikes. So they're voting on their contract now. If they, if they vote for it, then they're going to claim the, one of the best contracts in their entire history. Better tactics. 
are being employed. I was just talking today with an old friend from the Auto Workers Union. He and I were together when my local did what was considered at that time a new tactic. We called it running the plant backwards, but really it's an old tactic. It's one called slowdown. And what the old, the old industrial workers of the world people called it sabotage. Not meaning that they're gonna break anything or mess up the machinery or anything. What it means is that they're going to slow down the process of production. And the auto companies are very vulnerable to that sort of thing because they have everybody working on assembly lines. If you got an assembly line with 2,000 guys working, one guy does this and the next guy does that, if you can get five or six of them to slow down, the rest of them will just have to wait. So it's possible that the auto workers won't go on strike on September 14th. It's possible that they'll try a slowdown. And if they do, it could be very effective. Better tactics. I was at the Dallas AFL-CIO convention week before last. The first thing that the president talked about was the LGTBQ plus community and how it's being attacked by the government of Texas. And he was saying that labor is going to defend those guys. They didn't used to. They used to ignore them. And now, though, it was the first thing that he said we were going to be doing. Another thing that Rick Levy, the president of the Texas AFL-CIO emphasized was that they are going to set up their own organizing department. It's going to aggressively work on organizing problems before they even happen. In other words, they're going to be helping set up organizing drives before a particular union gets on it. So there's going to be some aggressive organizing coming from state AFL-CIO. In Dallas, the AFL-CIO here, the AFL-CIO in Dallas is emphasizing organizing and upgrading communications. This is something that I'm working on. I'm going to try to get us to change from the platform of, com of computers, email, and web pages. I'm going to try to get us to change our communications platform to telephones and see if we can't get some more modern give and take in our communications. So we're, we're experimenting and we're changing. We're doing it and we have to. Whole unions have seen their leaderships change in the past year. First it was the Teamsters and then it was the Auto Workers Union and then lastly it was the Communication Workers. Now I'm not saying that there was a revolution in those unions but I am saying that the outgoing leadership did not get to choose the people that were replacing them. So in other words, some new guys got in. And I think it's particularly significant just last month that Claude Cummings was elected the president of the Communication Workers of America because Claude Cummings is not just a very good outstanding trade unionist, he's also a great outstanding civil rights leader. The man is the vice president of the national NAACP. So looking back even further, I'm old enough to remember when the unions did not even try to organize immigrants, when they tried, rather, tried to get them expelled from the country. 
They changed that in 1999. I'm old enough to remember when they tried to kick out all the communists from the labor movement. And then in 1997, they changed it. So there's big changes. There are gigantic changes. The only question is, are we changing fast enough? This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.